The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out what we have on our broadcast schedule here at the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simply visit www.xzbn.net. And we're coming to you tonight around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talk Star Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget you can watch the Exxon TV show on the Exxon channel exclusively on Simul TV. For more information on Simul TV and all the great products they have available for you, www.simultv.net. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Tomas Power. He is a graduate of the University of California in Santa Barbara. He holds two degrees, one in global socionomics and the other in Latin America, American and Iberian studies. A natural-born globe trekker, he sought additional education at the Universidad de Chile while working as a translator for their literature department. Due to his fluency in English, French, and Spanish, he was given the opportunity to become a cultural liaison for the French government in South America between France and the United States and the member states of Mercosur. During, his, uh, during this time, he traveled extensively in the Amazon jungle, learning as much as he could about the region's indigenous people. Upon returning to the United States, Tomas became the external relations director for the American Red Cross in Nevada. Nowadays, he works as a mortician in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, where he can be found writing new books by the glow of Sin City's neon lights. His website is tomapower.com. That's T-O-M-A-S power, prower.com. And his website is www.facebook.com forward slash tomas.prower. Tomas, welcome to the Exxon. Hello, glad to be here. Glad you're with us. Um, my gosh, you've done a lot in so little time. I know. You know, we don't live forever, so, you know, you got to pack as much in because you never know. You I, never know. I guess you would know that more than uh, most people since you're a mortician. Now, how did you, how did you trans, you know, how did you become a mortician with all the work that you were doing in the government? I mean, truth be told, it's like with everything, it's who you know. Um, super long story short, I just, I needed a job real bad. Yeah. I got home from the U S you know, lots of student debt. Um, great recession was happening. No one was hiring, but I actually lived right next to a mortuary. And so out of desperation for a job to pay the bills, I was like, look, give me a job. I can do this. I've done grief counseling with the red cross. Here are my credentials. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fabulous. You're hired. Wow. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm sure our fans would love to hear something called La Santa Merte. Tell us about this. La Santa Muerte, it's this rising underground Mexican religious cult, which is kind of like folk Catholicism mm-hmm. that's getting all sorts of sensationalist buzz, and people are hearing it nowadays. It's in pop culture, but it's fascinating because it's literally the worship of death. 
death personified as the Grim Reaper. And it's blowing people's minds that there's these groups, especially underground groups, in all over the U.S., especially the Southwest, wherein people are worshiping death. And it's just fascinating. Um. Is this where we we've see, we see it on TV out of out of Mexico where they have the uh, the the they celebrate the Day of the Dead? It's kind of it's in line with that. Okay. San isn't Day of the Dead per se, but Mexico has a Mexico is more okay with death. Um, long stemming culture, religious tradition. They weren't mm-hmm. taught that the dead body and death was something evil or to be feared. It was a natural part of life, and so there's not as much fear associated with it. Here in the U.S., you know, you live in these cities of millions of people, even in Canada, but where do you actually see death? You're surrounded by people, but how often do you see death? It's hidden away behind hospital and mortuary doors, so it has this mysterious, unknown quality to it. But Mexicans celebrate it because it's the ultimate fact of life. Well, well, so did the Irish. You know, they, they celebrate Indeed. death, yeah. Um, why is Santa Marte or the spirit of the death female uh, and not male like the traditional Grim Reaper? Why is why is she Lady Death, so to speak? Right. Having why would death be personified? It depends on who you ask. But the two main gr- groups of the camps that are divided is that Santa Marte either originated from ancient Mexican goddess Mitexiwatl. Uh, who was the ancient deity of death and the earth, and so it's kind of like her modern, safe reincarnation of her. Okay. And then other people say that it's all linguistics, because in Spanish, every word is either masculine or feminine, and death as a word itself is feminine. So whether you're referring to anything related to death, it's always feminized. When speaking of death, it's natural to talk about death as a lady, just by linguistic sake. So why are we just hearing about this now up here, uh, you know, in the United States and Canada? Um, the real reason is that there was a show called Breaking Bad. Which, oh, um, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, there was this infamous, now infamous episode where the infamous Cousins cartel go on their knees and break this highly dramatic Grim Reaper statues surrounded by candles wishing for the death of the main, you know, anti-hero of the show. Right. And everyone was like, what is this? They do with their online research. Oh, my God, it's a real thing. <laughs> and, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So people are fascinated. It has death. It has the worship of death. It has occults. It has right. a foreign culture. It's just ripe to be sensationalized. Now, she's nicknamed uh, the patron saint of sinners and is often portrayed in the media as being worshipped by drug cartels and assassins. Is this an accurate portrayal of her following? It is. It's, it's not the full truth, but it's, it's definitely undeniable. Because La Santa Muerte, um, her whole kind of kitsch is that she accepts everyone because, you know, death accepts everyone. Yeah. Everyone's going to die. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're a good person. It doesn't matter if you're young. You could die at any time, and death accepts everybody. So looking at it that way, when people want to, especially in Mexico, like pray for some petition, heavily Catholic Mexico, which is very God-oriented, you know, the male masculine God, Mm -hmm. people who do sin and people who knowingly do bad things, they don't feel like they can talk to God. They feel like they're bad people and God will not answer their prayers. Death accepts everyone, so death will not turn them away. So everyone who feels like they're outcasts or knowingly want to do something bad, they know they're not going to be turned away. Well, I can understand that, especially when you t- consider that the moment you're conceived is the moment you start to die. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. I've got, I've got a friend in Montreal who who is proud to tell anyone who will listen, hey, you're here for a good time. You're not here for a long time. Uh, it, it's true. I mean, life is a banquet, and most yeah. people are just starving at it, not living their life, worried about tomorrow, holding you know, the fine china in some cabinet. There might not be a tomorrow. Break open you know, those champagne bottles and enjoy life now. Hey, I'll drink to that. Um, <laughs> Why is it that the majority of her worshippers are, are among the poor and the social outcasts? Is that because the, these people, in their heart of hearts, believe they, that no one else will take them, that they're not deserving of anyone else? That's 
Yeah, that's actually the truth of it. Um, you know, if you go down to Mexico, where her cult is most prevalent, mm-hmm. it's very, very class divided. You have the very wealthy and you have the very poor. And, you know, when you grow up very poor and you have no economic outlets, you know, the judges, the juries, the law systems, the economic system is rigged against you. Who is there to help you? And people feel like they can't go to God because, you know, those in power say, oh, you're a bad person. I steal because I have to feed my family because no one gives me a job because no one likes my race. So I'm just trying to do the right thing. And that's kind of the logic that goes behind a lot of it. It's people doing things out of survival. Prostitutes who don't want to be there. People involving drug cartels who don't want to be there. But it's the only way to make a living. So they feel like I'm bad to hell with it, you know, mm-hmm. at least here, here's this deity, she understands, she's there for me. All right. most of the poor, yeah. All right, Tomas, please stand by you and I have to take our first break. And Exonation, our special guest this hour, is Tomas Prower. His website is tomasprower.com, that's T-O-M-A-S-P-R-O-W-E-R.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, you can get your complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And now you can also get your complimentary copy of the New Age Chronicles at www.newagechronicles.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games, No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. 
ExoNation, uh, Tomas Prower is our special guest this hour. And we're talking to Tomas about... Um, how would I best explain this? Oh, let's try this. The female version of the uh, Grim Reaper with a Latin-Mexican twist. Is that kind of sum it up, Tomas? Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much everyone's initial impression of her. It, it's right on the money. But you said initial. Let's go behind. What's the story behind the story here? The, the thing is that with Santa Muerte, um, it really started as kind of very underground. No one really knows when it officially began mm -hmm. because it was such tight-lipped. There's some, like, literary evidence of colonizing, you know, Spanish monks writing about people talking about La Santa Muerte, but no one knows if they're talking about death because, you know, Muerte in Spanish is death, right. or if they're talking about the being. But it didn't really, like, hit and become a big thing until around the 1990s when, you know, a quesadilla vendor in Mexico City, um, her son went to jail, right? And the son was praying to get out of jail, praying to get out of jail, not to God, because he's a criminal, and God wouldn't answer his prayers. So the mother prayed to Santa Muerte. Miraculously, he was out soon. And in thanks, she built this lifestyle statue of Santa Muerte, but hid it in her home. Because when you're poor, you know, you're indigenous, and you worship death in Mexico, you're pretty much looked frowned upon. And, but people kept buying quesadillas outside of her house, and they kept seeing this Grim Reaper statue. And word got around, like, hey, that's the Santa Muerte lady. Hey, so people would just make impromptu pilgrimages to her house until it became the biggest shrine. And the more and more people that showed up, you realized how many people you have in the community. The community got bolder. People got empowered. And so people feel like it's now safe to talk about it because they know how widespread it is, not only in Mexico, but in the U.S. and in all over the world. But who in the U.S. and other places in the world would actually uh, look into a a philosophy or, or a cult or a religion that is specifically pointed towards a female grim reaper and death? Um, it's mostly in the Catholic areas. It's very big in, like, France and in Italy and in the Philippines and in heavily Catholic areas of North America. Hmm. But because it comes from such a tight-lipped Latino tradition, it's mostly from the Latino immigrant population from Mexico. But the outsiders who are interested in it are usually people, they come from a, a magical background of sorts. So they come from European witchcraft tradition, Wicca. It's people who love death, so like the punk rock scene, the golf metal scene, the death metal scene. You know, people who watch Tim Burton movies over and over and Beetlejuice. Those are the people outside the Latino community who first go into it. And then other people, it's, it's just outcasts. They hear, hey, here's this saint who's for the outcasts, for the poor. I'm outcast. I'm poor. I belong nowhere. Maybe I belong here. So death is kind of like a last resort of deities to feel that we'll listen to you, really. But if people believe that she is a saint, a saint has to be... Uh, given the title saint from a religious organization. So, you know, where do we go back in time and in history where this, this, uh, this person, whoever it was to begin with, was canonized and sainted? It's kind of a misnomer that she's a saint, um, because in Spanish the word santa Mm -hmm. It's used for saint, but santa means holy. So even in the Latin tradition, when you say, like, Saint Joan of Arc or Saint Michael, you're literally saying, holy Joan of Arc or holy Michael. So literally, it's holy death. And she was actually never a canonized saint. She was always death from the beginning and ever shall be. But the Vatican does know about her, and they are not big fans, especially because she's gained such a tremendous foothold in Mexico, which is one of their bastions of power in the new world so they've gone so far as to claim her worship infernal they go and they point out there's no such thing as death jesus christ and his resurrection conquered death you're worshiping false idols 
So she's getting a lot of negative press, but only because she's so popular. Because if she wasn't so popular, church wouldn't waste its time. Well, of course not, because let's face it, any religion or religious philosophy is based on membership. The more members you have, the stronger it is. You start losing uh, believers or members, you know, your, your, your numbers are dwindling down. Number one, you start losing money in the collection pots. Number two, you start losing your flock. Number three, you've got no more control. It's true, and the Catholic Church, like especially with the Santa Muerte tradition, mm-hmm. has this real dilemma, because a lot of the people who are going to her are the people that the Church is saying, you're bad. So it's a lot of, you know, single, pregnant women who are turning to her. It's criminals. It's, you know, the LGBT community. It's all these people who the Church is like, you're not really welcome here. But then, you know, they turn to Santa Muerte, and it's just like, oh, no, 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 but don't do that. Don't do that. And, so and, it's, and, it's a give and take. You know, and all this coming from a religion, uh, I'm talking Christianity and Catholicism here, that celebrates the birth of Christ on December the 25th, a couple of days after the pagan, uh, you know, winter of solstice, uh, and and they incorporate into their rituals uh, the Yule log, the Christmas tree, and so on and so forth. It seems as long as they can get people, they don't care what, what method they go to, and to keep their flock, they will... You know, they will, they will even use fear and intimidation. But I digress. Where did your, inter- where did your interest come from? Um, I've always been one of those people that's kind of been, like, fascinated by death because mm-hmm. it was always this, I was always that kid who's like, I want to know why. And then, like, I annoy you with 50 why questions until you get to this root answer. And, you know, death is like the ultimate mystery. Yeah. No one knows what happens. And anyone who says they, quote-unquote, know for certain what happens, are either trying to get money or are kind of deluded, at least in my opinion. Because you know, the only people who know are dead, and as far as we know, no one's come back. Although, you know, people claim, people claim, but I've always wanted to know what happens after death. And fascinated by it, I grew up in the, you know, young as the early 90s, so mm-hmm. all... Like I said before, you know, the Beetlejuice movies are coming out. There's a cartoon. Adam's Family was just coming back. It was just, like, in the pop culture. And so I was fascinated, always fascinated about it. But it came to a head when I was hanging out with one of my um, more, not sinister friends, but, you know, on the verge of the law friend in downtown L.A. And he's like, hey, you want to do something we've never done before? I'm like, what? He's like, I cruise around downtown L.A. sometimes, and there's this one little place in the strip mall that's this huge Santa Muerte statue. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's a giant Grim Reaper, man, and there's all these candles on it, and they do midnight masses. You want to go? I know you're into that stuff. And I'm like, oh, yes, I want to check this out. And it all began from there. <laughs> what, uh, you know, like, what exactly do they do? Do they, do they cast spells? Do they... Um... Help me understand this. Um, not really more so than any than Catholics do. Really, if you look at it, you know, objectively, mm-hmm. it's essentially Catholicism, except replace the Virgin Mary with the Grim Reaper. It's their feminine deity. Yeah. They don't think, and a lot of them are very heavily Catholic, so right. rarely will you find someone that just worships La Santa Muerte as like the end-all, be-all of deities. It's like she's God's intercessor. When she die, you know, when you die, she takes you to God. She doesn't take everyone randomly. She only takes who God picks. So it's still very heavily Catholic. And the tradition, yeah. it's like a normal mass, except it's more kind of somber and darker, but not maliciously darker, just kind of wonderfully grim, I guess. So what, so what happens is uh, are all the, all the bells, the whistles, the pomp and circumstance are taking away, and there you're faced with sheer reality. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because especially with these people, um, they live their lives on the edge every day. You have these prostitutes that walk bad parts of cities at night. Mm-hmm. You have people voluntarily involved in illicit activity. I mean, they, they could go at any time. They know it, so they feel a stronger bond and association with death in that respect. So worshiping her, it's kind of like, I, you got my back when that time comes, and I'm ready. It, it's kind of like an acceptance. You know, it makes sense. Right? It really does. Um, does. Does she grant wishes? Like, do people, the, the prayers that, that someone would do to to her, 
Are they different from the prayers that one would pray to God or to Jesus or to the Virgin Mary? Kind of. I mean, she grants prayers just like as if she was kind of like a wish machine. Mm -hmm. But the thing is with her is that she doesn't have a moral code. Death doesn't have a moral code either. So if you want to pray that your enemies, you know, die horribly and suddenly, she's okay with that. She'll help you do it. But the trick is with her is that when you make a wish or a prayer, or however you want to call it, a spell, mm -hmm. she grants it, absolutely positively grants it. And what most other, like, magical traditions they do is they have this safeguard where, you know, you have a relationship with the deity, and the deity is always looking out for your best interest. So if your spell or prayer doesn't manifest, it's because it wasn't the right thing for you. Son of they doesn't care about you either. You know, if you want this that hurts your enemy but ends up biting you back in the butt hard, hey, that's what you wanted. She's going to give it to you. You've got to be very careful because she'll give you whatever you want which sometimes may not be the best thing for you, regardless of morals and ethics. Isn't that the truth? Tomas, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Interesting conversation with my guest this hour, XO Nation. Tomas Prower is his name, and his website is tomasprower.com. And on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tomas.prower. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to send me an email, after 28 years, the email address is still the same, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, 
And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, Exo Nation. Tomas Prower is our special guest this hour. And we're talking about La Sante Martre and Santa Martre. You know, that's the worst part about being a French-Canadian sometimes. You look at some different languages and you just say it the wrong way. So my apologies, Tomas. Um, we're talking about the Grim Reaper of death, who in this case is a lady. And... Uh, is she the Grim Reaper, or is she the devil, or is she a little bit of both? Um, she's pretty much death itself, so not really the Grim Reaper, definitely not the devil. She's just death. If you could personify death, that's what she is. Not the saint of death, hmm. not the deity of death, just death. But, you know, death is like such an abstract concept. Like, how do you picture death? You know, not reinventing the wheel. They already have a Grim Reaper figure, so let's just use that. Except she's feminine. Isn't a devotion to death somewhat morbid? Like It is, yeah. but morbid doesn't have to be a bad thing. <laughs> well, I don't understand how morbid could be a good thing. Help me out here, Tomas. Um, really, it's just, it's just an acceptance of death. Um, most people spend their whole lives ignoring it's not going to happen, pretending it's not going to happen. You know, you hear anything about a funeral death, and it's like, no, 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 I don't want to hear about this. It's not going to happen. That's a long time away. Mm-hmm. Really, you don't know, and that's all self-delusion. Um, what really Santa Muerte and her cult or her mystery school, however you want to say it, is about is having a relationship with death before you die, because you're going to meet her, however you conceive of it. Why not get used to it now while you're alive? And knowing that tomorrow is not guaranteed, it makes you live more for today. I I can understand that, but how does that change your your relationship with the rest of society if you take that attitude? For me, um, when I became really into the cult of the Santa Muerte, and especially, you know, my job working as a mortician, Um, you deal with it every day. Um, right. And so yet at first you get that existential vibe like, oh, no, I'm going to die. Everyone I love is going to die. What's going to happen? Once you can get past those first bumps, you really start to appreciate everything. Like when I hang out with my friends or I see my parents, you know, who are a- aging more, it's like you know it's not going to be forever. You appreciate the impermanence of everything, and you just try to enjoy the present. It makes you appreciate what you have and count your blessings because you deal with it every day, whether it's, you know, like me, like it's a job or that's your faith and belief system in Santa Muerte. It's constantly in the back of your mind. Would, would this be some sort of, um, subculture with, uh, within the goth community? Um, it's definitely starting to, now that it's, um, getting more news publicity, more press, you know, more, radio shows about it, um, it's becoming in the public consciousness, and it's so new and ethnic and different that people are using it, taking it to their own, modifying it, and there's already some like heavy metal songs about La Santa Muerte, both in Spanish and English, which are pretty cool, if not just for their music videos. Hmm. Are, are we seeing a, a, an increase in the younger crowd going into this uh into this religion. What do you, what is it? A religion, a cult? Uh, how do you classify I mean, it in I the guess, first place? I guess the best way to say it would be like folk Catholicism. Cause okay. it's essentially Catholicism just with a, a morbid Latino tinge to it. Um, but ironically, it's not really the youth who are getting more into it. The youth are using it for like aesthetic purposes. Like, look at my new Dia de los Muertos fashion tips on YouTube and how to paint a sugar skull face. Like that, yeah, the youth is doing, but it's mostly older people, um, people who are approaching death, people who don't have their entire life ahead of them anymore. 
they're seeing this worship of death. They already have death on their mind, you know, if they're good and pre-planning about it. So they're more willing to confront it because they know it's a soon inevitability. And, and I hope anyone listening is not going to take what I'm going to say wrong here, and I, I mean no disrespect. But would this be looked at as a something that is within those in society who believe they're losers? Um, it's it's a lot of the misfits or those on the edges of society make up a good percentage of the worshipers because they feel they don't belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like with any of the, like you know the punk goth subculture. It's these extremes because you don't fit in. You don't feel like you don't fit in in normal society. And so here are a bunch of these other kind of quote unquote weirdos who's weird like you. So you can all you can be yourself with these people because it's a safe place. It's similar with Santa Muerte because everyone who's in it knows, you know, we're all sinners. We're not pretending we're perfect people, but we're trying our best. You know, we're working with death to better our lives, and we're not going to judge you just because you sin differently than us. So that's the kind of communal, it's okay mentality that people get into, which is very helpful for a lot of people who feel like there's nowhere to go and no one understands them. But are there... Are there leaders within this um, urban new uh, genre? For example, in Catholicism, there's the priest. In Christianity, there's the minister. In the with the Hebrews, there's the rabbi. Who is there within the um, the Santa Santa Marta people, or is everybody uh, on their own? It it's it's very fragmented because it's not like an organized religion. I mean, like with everything, especially because it's not organized, mm-hmm. you have these people hungry for power popping up saying, I know the true secret of La Santa Muerte because she visited me at so-and-so time, at so-and-so date. Oh, boy. You know, and yeah, so people like hungry for leaders, hungry to follow, are drawn to those people, which creates different sub-camps. But really, it's it's a personal connection with death, or at least that's how I view it. It's, no one knows about death. No one knows the true truth, but by meditating upon death, trying to understand it through life and seeing it in the world and not not purposely blinding yourself to the reality of it, you get this profound spiritual experience. But yeah, there's definitely quote-unquote popes, bishops, leaders of the Church, but I don't believe in them. <laughs> um. When when you're when you're talking about this this uh, this way of thinking, and as you and I were talking earlier, there seems to be a fear of death. Why do you think that death is so feared? If we really know nothing about it, there's a lot of New Age practitioners who talk about communicating with those on the other side, the paranormal investigators that research ghosts, um, those people who have had visitations with those who have passed in their dreams or in their waking hours. So why do we fear death so much? I, I think we fear it because we don't fully understand it. You know, it, it goes back to even ancient times, you know, when you don't know what's off there in the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. we don't know, so it's probably filled with sea monsters and demons and evil things. We don't know what that tribe of people across the mountains are doing, so they must be evil, scary people. It's when we don't know something that it becomes demonized or it becomes evil and unknown, and there's no way to ever know about death, so it's scary. Because even there's a good possibility that something bad happens after death, yeah. or even nothing happens after death, that it's just blank void and the wheel just ends, which scares a lot of people too, but... No one can definitively say, it's okay, because X, Y, and Z happens. Now you can live your life happily and know. We don't know, and so what we don't know, we demonize in our minds. What is your, what is your opinion of those who claim they can communicate with the dead? I believe it's possible. Um, me, personally, I believe that most people who say they can, cannot. Mm-hmm. But I do believe it is possible. I believe... There's things out there that we don't know. I don't know the full truth. 
anything's possible, but I think the majority of people are kind of probably not too forthright about things for their own personal gain and reasons, but it is possible for certain. I agree with you. You know, I've had many people on on the show who claim that they can communicate with the dead. And I even had one lady on the show who said that she had a a message for me from my departed sister. And after 10 minutes of listening to this message, I had to say, well, you know what? I never had a sister. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, I believe there are those out there who claim to have this ability who prey on society, who prey on the weak. Prey on those who want to believe so much that they're willing to pay whatever price it takes. Indeed, and that's why, especially in Santa Muerte, like community, these like quote unquote priests and leaders pop mm-hmm. up because these are the most vulnerable in society. It's people who have nowhere else to turn, and suddenly there's a great leader for them who has all the answers, can tell you what happens after death, and it'll be okay. Just keep giving money in the donation box and keep on coming. You know, yeah. like, I'm sure some people have a connection, but most people probably not. Stand by, Tomas. We have to take our final break. We'll be back uh, shortly. Index Nation, if you'd like to get more information on Tomas, it's www.tomasprower.com. I'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to find out what other programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. You're listening to the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, 
rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. www.thomasprower.com is the website for our guest this hour. And his Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Tomas.prower. First of all, Tomas, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, for helping us get a better insight into this very strange and uh, I don't know if I should use the word morbid or not. But I, but I won't. You can, yeah. Oh, all right. I, I you know, uh, the uh, the Santa, uh, Santa Marte. Um, you know, I was thinking during the break, what does this say about society and religions where people think they're not worthy to be part uh, of it? That is interesting. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, with I would say organized religions, not all, because there's something to be gained if you can control society by purposely making them think that they're weak. Yeah. And they're easier to, you know, quote-unquote control and sway that way. So anything that doesn't empower you, question where the money is going. But, I, I you know, like, here, here we, we, we are led and taught to believe if you're a member of a religious uh, philosophy such as Catholicism or, or Christianity, that we're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to, you know, help the poor, help the sick, not to suppress them. And, and if an organization, whether it be religious in doctrine or in philosophy, does this, why do we tolerate it? It's, it's sheer hypocrisy. You know, that, that is a question philosophers have been thinking about for the ages. <laughs> I don't think I can answer that, but my opinion on it would definitely be it's, it, it's just beneficial to benefit from it. You know, those in power, at the end of the day, they're looking out for their own, so they just want to keep it that way. It keeps the wheels of their success going. And it's, it's good to say that, and it's especially good to be seen saying that, but it's another thing to do it. And if you can get other people to do it, then you don't have to do it yourself. I guess. How would members of our uh, listening audience, how would they be able to get in touch with the La Santa Merti? You know, if so, uh, how? And would you suggest it? Um, I would suggest it if they feel that they are ready. I would, I would try to suggest that they get in touch with the existential dread of death and get over that. Because if you're scared of death, why do you want to meet death itself in some spiritual entity form? Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be a good time. But the best thing to do is just focus on your own death. And as a mortician, I would definitely suggest get a will or at least write down what you want done at your death, at your funeral, with your body, and who goes to what. By looking at that head-on, facing the hard questions, not only are you helping your family afterwards um, with a whole lot of logistics when they're going to be real sad to think about that, um, you get more in touch with that. And knowing that that's done, you feel better. And they can also read my book, which has a lot more answers in it, to, you know, plug myself right there. Well, that was, that was <laughs> but, good. Well, yeah, the best thing they can do is focus yeah. death, get a living will, write down and notarize what they want with their bodies and what they want with their possessions and get it done and face it head on. You're helping your family at the very least. As a mortician, you work with death on a daily basis. Uh, has your workings or experience with uh, the Santa Marte affected or influenced the way that you see death or vice versa? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Um, I actually got into a Santa Muerte before I was a mortician. 
So that really helped me get all of my existential dread out. I don't know what I would have done if I had to start, you know, getting literally elbow deep in a body um, and worrying about ghosts and spirits in the morgue freezer. If I hadn't gone through all that, you know, Santa Muerte closeness. But um, the other flip side of that is that dealing with death every day, it's a constant reminder of La Santa Muerte and of that this could be me, you know, there but for the grace of God. Right. You know, I have people who are in front of me that, you know, were a hundred some years old, people who were, you know, out on a joyride and got in a car accident and people who just got unlucky. And so it just really makes me take count of everything I do in life and if I didn't have tomorrow, would I be happy if something just happened now? Did I live a good life? Am I doing what I want to do? Am I holding out my dreams for tomorrow? Right. It makes me more industrious. How do you, as a grief counselor, help people get over this very difficult time in their lives? The easiest thing to do is to just listen, because usually different pe- you can't judge where a person is in their grief. Right. Some people might want to talk endlessly about it. Some people have been just talking endlessly about it that they don't want to. And uh, the biggest mistake you can do is not mention anything about it. Because, you know, you have your coworker who, like, let's say lost her baby last week. And it's like, ooh, I don't want to say anything to remind her she lost her baby. Of course she knows she lost her baby. That's what's going on in her mind every second. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I just remembered that because you told me. No, just go up to somebody who you know is grieving and say, hey, I'm there for you. Do you want to talk about it? If they say no, okay, don't push. If they say yes, be ready to listen. Don't make that a false promise. And just let them take the wheel and guide the conversation. At the end of the day, how do you deal with the daily onslaught or the daily dealings with death yourself? Accepting it as inevitability and having a um, dark, gallow sense of humor, <laughs> really. Um, you, go, you go to any mortician or funeral director and they'll have, a, they'll have some gallows humor in them because you gotta. You gotta or else you're not going to survive in the biz. You know, you, you as a mortician play a very important part in society. And um, oh. it, it's true. It, it is very true. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but thank you for your service. You know, the grieving families say that afterwards, but I've never had someone, you know, not feel emotionally obliged to tell me that, tell me that. So that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. And with that praise, I'll give all, you know, your listeners a warning or a little inside tip. Don't let a funeral director push you around. A lot of them are there for the commission. So know what you want ahead of time. Be strong. Mm-hmm. That's where that preparedness comes in. And just being happy and acceptance with that will not make sure that you are not pushed around when the time comes. But thank you. My pleasure. Uh, that comes from the heart. Oh. Let, let's just, if you don't mind, if I could go back to a past life of yours as a, as a world trekker. You know, what was it like in the Amazon jungle? Oh, it was so fascinating. It's just, you know, there's these people who I went on a expedition in the Amazon to an indigenous culture, and there was just, the guide I was with was like, yeah, I'm glad you, you guys are doing this research because it's paying for the third wall of my house. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean third wall? You know, and they're like, yeah, I have the front wall with the door. I have one of the side walls. This is going to be the back wall. So these people are like living in this strange poverty, but because everyone's living in it, it's not poverty, if that makes sense. And, you know, we made a stopover at this indigenous hut tribal village. And, you know, I see all the youngsters, and I'm expecting them to, you know, play some National Geographic game. <laughs> and they're, they're studying, like, Algebra 2 out of textbooks and taking class via the radio. So surreal. So surreal. I'm like, oh, my God, I could not. Algebra 2 is hard enough for me in the classroom, let alone, you know, by radio out here in the heat um yeah exactly by radio it was it just it wasn't what i thought it was but it was wonderfully not what i thought it was and so full of adventure we've got about a minute and a half left before you and i have to say so long what are your final thoughts to the exxon nation tonight 
my final thoughts is basically, I guess, the theme of this show. It's don't, don't deny death. Yes, it's scary. Yes, you don't know what's going to happen. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But you have to get through that uncomfortableness if you're going to grow. You know, if you work out, you're going to be sore. It yeah. just comes with getting stronger. Head it face on, and you'll be happier for it in the end. And it is uh, literally the end. exactly the very end. <laughs> Listen, uh, where can people get a copy of your book? They can go to Amazon. They can go to BarnesandNoble.com. Or the best place, if you want to help me out, is go directly to Llewellyn.com, my publisher's website, and get a copy there. I have a new book coming out next week called Queer Magic. So anyone in the LGBT community who wants to know about global hidden histories about people and religion, there's that too. We'd love to have you back on the show to discuss that. And uh, I wish you continued success. And once again, my thanks. And I'd also like to thank the good people at Llewellyn's for helping us to get this interview going. Thank you so much, Toma. Ah, you're welcome. Take, bye. Bye-bye now. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, you know, like I was saying, the moment you are conceived is the moment that you start to die. What is the old uh, saying? It's, I'm sorry? It's true. Yeah. They, what's no, it, it, it's true. Like every time you give birth, you give birth to a little death, and there it is. It's <laughs> going to go away. <laughs> Tomas, take care, my friend. Frank, Frank euphemisms aside, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, XO Nation, we'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the XO from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And to find out about the broadcast schedule that we have here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. 
You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.